0: Everybody and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. It's time to get things started on the World Exchange tonight. <laughs> I'm Joel. They're not in. Uh, they're not in production anymore. That show got canceled, so we're good. Did, we did, can did it, it really
1: like after one season? Because I watched the first season. I'm like, this is okay. They
0: uh they needed to retool apparently. Yeah. They're 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 taking it down. They're not like canceled as much as they're retooling it.
1: It what it was a weird premise for that new Muppets show. where It's like it's okay. It's the behind the scenes. Of, like, a late night talk show.
0: Yeah, I like that concept. I did not like that execution. But it it was, uh, they did get some cool guests on
1: there, like uh, guys who were obviously Muppet fans. I'm pretty sure Dave Grohl came back for a second. Right,
0: exactly. That's cool. Uh, But today's topic is not Muppets, but that's a really good idea. Uh, today's topic, because Batman number 51 from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo came out this week, today, uh, and it kind of is towards the end. There's one more issue, 52, um. But he's not gonna be writing that. Yes, but he's not doing it, so we'll see, so we wanted to kind of, like, take a look back on a retrospective of the Scott Snyder-Greg Capullo dynasty on Batman. It really was. It's a 51-issue strong series of uh of stories and character development arcs, highs lows, peaks and valleys and just
1: probably the most cons- I mean w- were they the only ones in all of 52 who wrote from the beginning to the end of their run? I feel
0: like they must be. Like one of like some of the few who who stuck with their with their uh with their title. And we're never pulled off of it by <laughs> for, for anybody.
1: That, the, the, the the chat is telling me I'm really blurry right now. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I was blurry last night. You can either have Blurry Joel or Robot Joel. Yeah,
0: we'll take Blurry okay. Joel. If it gets so blurry that it's un, un, unusable, I'll just throw up the... <laughs> some self-promotion there and get rid of you but you, you, you see the thing is is that it's like that thing on tv when you're
1: making obscene hand gestures and what well, i'm just so obscene yeah that everything
0: I'm we're not sure what he's gonna do so we figure we just blur the whole thing sal is protecting my identity right now <laughs> yeah this is this is joel um but yeah this is this is a crazy amazing run it's funny because it's not unprecedented. I remember uh, thinking about uh, different runs on, with with a, with an artist-writer combo. I th- I, the one I automatically think of is the Bendis-Bagley Ultimate Spider-Man run, where they were like yeah, 150 yeah. issues or whatever. Inseparable. Um, inseparable. Amazingly uh, consistent run as well. But uh, say what you will, or I'll say what I will about, like in my opinions, about certain story arcs from the Batman run. And boy, have you! Totally consistent run. Um, never has there been a moment where I'm like, oh, "They were really slacked off." Like, no, yeah. they were always working their asses off to make a uh, hell of a sh- of a book. Uh, hey,
1: someone's actually at my front door right now. How about you uh, talk to the audience? Sure. Get back in a second. All right.
0: So uh, the the fact is, you know, you might know us uh, from Comic Pop uh, as. Having certain strongly felt opinions or held opinions about uh, one story arc or another, but the fact is, I've been reading this book since New 52 came out. And I remember when New 52 launched, they said, you know, here's the guys who are working on it, and I didn't know Scott Snyder from anything. I didn't really read anything of his before, and I had picked up Black Mirror after the fact, so I really had no experience with the writer at all. And uh, I said, you know what? This is the, they they keep touting this as the time to jump on board so i went out to my comic shop i picked up batman number one from the new 52 by scott snyder and greg Capullo, and i was like holy crap i am sold and that first arc that court of owls arc was some of the best batman comics i had read ever and uh, and i mean like within a serialized in continuity story arc uh, in my lifetime i mean like I was around during Nightfall, and I read all that stuff, and I read the period of, of of Batman for stretches at a time that, you know, included arcs about the ventriloquist or Black Mask or Robin, Tim Drake, and stuff like that. But the fact is, this was the first and uh, and main. Batman run that I was just like I'm gonna read this from start to finish and amazingly enough uh, it kind of did come up with a start to finish because it, it, which is a rare quality of uh, of serialized comic book uh, in continuity big two runs where it's like well who's picking up the next saga and the fact is like you know it, it's gonna be so so different after Snyder and Capilo are gone that. Um, it, it, you're going to be able to say, like, this is very... Th- th- there was this run, and then there was this run, and they're totally different things. Uh, it's kind of really awesome. Uh, so, yeah. If you're just joining us, I just want to welcome you to the Elseworlds Exchange. Joel is going to be joining me in a few seconds, but we wanted to talk about a retrospective on the Snyder-Capulo Batman run. Just going over kind of the the, the peaks and valleys, and just the highs and lows, and the amazing, incredible art, and some of the, uh, the new characters, and new arcs, and new ideas that were put forth that uh, added to the Bat-methos from the New 52 into this new Rebirth era, uh, which is kind of cool because um, Snyder's going to stick around, as it turns out. There was always some, uh, some concern that after, after Snyder was done with this, that he was going to stop doing Batman, and, uh, and I'm happy to say that that is not the case, and if you are sad or you're not familiar with uh, what's happening with Rebirth, you can pick up Snyder's run on Batman. Unfortunately, sans Capullo uh, in the All-Star Batman book from Rebirth. Uh, So, with that, I believe my co-host Joel is about to join me, so... Yeah, yeah, I am. You see, the thing about that is I live in a condo, so when I say I gotta
1: go to my front door, I mean, I literally need to get in an elevator, go down, and go to my front
0: door. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what we wanted to do, I think, was, let's just go from the beginning and just run through the arcs. You know what I mean? might as well. That Uh, would be the best time. And this is actually, it's funny, because the Batman snyder capullo run the new 52 batman from that's what it started as i don't think we can even call it the new 52 batman run anymore
1: no because it just was and even then a lot of what snyder put into it was carryover from his it was Detective Comics he wrote before right he had uh he had like the Black Mirror run that everyone remembers yes. I hold up as probably the best Dick Grayson Batman story
0: it's funny I uh, I did not read Black Mirror until oh you would like until it. Well, oh no I read it now like but not until after I picked up Snyder's run ah, on Batman when I was like okay well I'm gonna read this dude's stuff uh has he read any, has he written any other Batman stuff before and people were like oh you gotta read Black Mirror and I'm like okay and I did mm. and I'm like oh this is great. Uh, So, yeah, uh, that was the only other Snyder book that I had ever read before the New 52 Batman series. Um, of course, then if you know you get into his indie books and it's like, oh crap, this dude's oh, totally. really talented. But yeah, uh, I, I would say Snyder was at the forefront of kind of the
1: horror writer explosion at DC. It feels like they tapped a bunch of different horror writers to do absolutely their books, and it ended up good. And the cool thing about Snyder is he got really popular, and he brought in a bunch of his students and his contemporaries like James Tynan IV right. and Marguerite Bennett, writers who we all love now and who got a foot in the door thanks to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. The dude not only ushered in a new era of Batman, but he ushered in a new era of authors as well, I think. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. And that let's not, uh, before we get into the arcs, I just wanted to do a quick shout-out to Greg Capullo, whose work I started on with spawn yeah that's um, right
1: you're a spawn guy so you know about this dude even before, before everyone else i would. was a big
0: spawn guy i was i read spawn when it started so i was there with McFarlane when McFarlane said i gotta stop i don't have time I'm, i gotta make action figures uh <laughs> he's like but don't worry this dude greg he's gonna take over i was like okay well let's see what you got and greg capullo is for me so much better and g- stepped yeah. up the game for Spawn in such an unprecedented way. I was like, "Comics don't look like this." The like, stuff he does
1: with Shadow is amazing. amazing.
0: It's almost like Greg Capullo made Spawn look the way image artists wanted their books mm-hmm. to look. Mm-hmm. And That's you know, like a good way like Leifeld, Rife- like for example, he drew like all this like these ripped people with pouches, and they just did amazing things without feet and. Greg Capullo just did it. Like, he he made
1: it work. He made that that aesthetic work for him. Yeah, he
0: got. The people were gritty, exaggerated, epic. Uh, they had muscles or they were meek and timid or they were like scrawny or like beautiful or ugly he he was born
1: born to draw the violator
0: yeah he was born to draw these demons and monsters and and he could draw a shrouded humanoid figure in a big old cape on top of a church like no other and i remember seeing uh some of his work on batman that was like kind of like almost fan-based and i'm like this dude needs to draw batman and and it's, it's funny, funny to think, think at the start,
1: I know I've listened to interviews with, with Capullo and Snyder, they didn't like each yeah. other at first, or at least there was a bit of animosity it's funny going on between them at first. Thinking
0: about that now, it's hard to imagine, since they're kind of like brothers in arms yeah. now. Like oh they, God, yeah. I mean, I mean you would other. have
1: to for doing 51 issues over, was it, like four to five years. It's true, yeah, yeah. Well, well, to put it into perspective, and I say this in my own review that will probably be up after this video, they've been writing and drawing Batman for as long as I've been talking about comics on the internet.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. They started when we started, more or less, and it's kind yeah, of... They, uh,
1: they were our Batman run.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I think it will be hailed as a seminal run. It, I like, think it. Gonna, I mean, yeah, people already talk about Court of Owls in the same wheelhouse as Killing Joke death in the family like they're talking about other stuff uh that i'm not too keen on but still people love like endgame zero year that people are like these are the runs that people will remember and uh and i, I can't argue that and, and uh, it's
1: it's funny to think you know when you break down the run you do kind of break it down into arcs like everyone knows the name you know court of owls uh endgame uh- uh, death, of, death, death of the, of family. the family yeah. It, but it, it really didn't run from event to event, they just felt like major events not all of them had tie-ins
0: no, it's true um, and I was so sold by the Snyder Capullo Dream Team I don't read tie-ins, I hate them uh, I legitimately avoid them and uh, while people love Night of Owls, I didn't have any interest and didn't even try to read it, and I don't feel like I missed out on anything <laughs>
1: First, uh, first comic I reviewed. Uh, online for a comic book cast back when I did I'm pretty sure it was Batman number nine, which was the kickoff tonight of owls. That was like when I was really into it. I'm like, yo, it's not even worth just talking about on podcast anymore. I need to actually get out there and review it. And that was the first one. I recorded that one in my garage if you can believe it.
0: Yeah. I can believe it. I mean like, well yeah you gotta start in the garage gotta, otherwise you know you won't be able to I was to say, such
1: a punk rock comic reviewer exactly I did my first comics in the garage.
0: Man. I did it in my garage man. We <laughs> I remember when we started in our garage. Back when it was real not like today (laughs) yeah one of our first episodes of off the rack was of batman number one and i remember being like i know it's a little older but we gotta talk about it because this is where it all begins ladies and gentlemen and lo and behold here's where we're here's where we're getting off here's where we're getting off the ride although i will not be stopping off the bat train because tom king is the only writer that i could think of that makes me go okay i'm not even gonna take a break
1: like it, it was an interesting choice for King, and obviously one of the things about issue fifty-one, which I will not spoil because it's new today. Yes, it's yeah. One of the things they did is there was a real conceited effort I could see to put all the toys back where he
0: found him, more or less, for
1: King to yeah. come in and play with them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, he was just like he let's let's just say that they put a bow on it. They they do put a bow on it.
1: There was maybe two things that they that they left open, which I wasn't crazy about. One is Alfred's child army from We Are Robin, but then again, I'm not reading We Are Robin, so maybe they explained it there. But even if they did, I don't give a like, crap. because That book's gone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that book's gone. Duke will remain, which is the only character I ever cared about anyway, and the only reason I even bothered picking up that book. That and hey the woman Bruce fell in love with when he lost his memory. Yeah, you don't get a goodbye with her. She just kind of fades she's
0: Goodbye. That's how it is with every woman that Bruce it's Wayne true. loves. It's, it's be- true. Because who could who could who could challenge Gotham as- who, who could
1: ever love a beast?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so all right, uh Court of Owls, there's nothing that can be said about Court of Owls that hasn't already been said. It's for me it's the it's a perfect run. It's a perfect story arc it's a perfect mm-hmm. batman story it raises the stakes it pays homage to the past it Ooh, yes. introduces new villains and plays with tropes and expectations in a way that only the most talented people can give this to you
1: i, I, I could not agree more and especially in this last issue uh, again i just oh, yeah. finished recording my review not a minute before we started mm-hmm. The one word I would use to describe that final issue is symmetrical.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no question. I mean, like, you, and you know what's funny? We talk about it in our live episode of Off the Rack, which just aired yesterday, which was where we were like, I'm like, this book is coming out tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. And I guarantee you, it's going to just, it's just going to tie all every, into everything so all the way in the beginning. So many
1: references, so many callbacks. Yep, exactly. So um, many little things that you wouldn't even catch if you haven't been reading since
0: issue one. Right. Right. Um, so, Court of Owls is amazing, even when they brought, and I don't think it's really spoiling anything to talk about some of these, we are gonna spoil some of these arcs, but we will not spoil the new issue, or even the ending to, uh, Super Super Heavy, because, why wreck it, um, but, uh, the, the whole, um, Thomas Wayne Jr. thing Mm, was, for me, like, I, I thought they were ra- I always think they're gonna raise the stakes and change the game even more than they than they than they do. Uh, but I remember when they said when, when they introduced Thomas Wayne Jr. and he was Owl Man, and I didn't see it coming at all. Despite the fact that there was a court of owls and that like there was gonna be like an Owl yeah. Man in charge of it, uh, I was so floored. And I said, you know what? This is gonna be a really cool New Fifty Two where there is no. Like Earth Two, like there's no like crime syndicate,
1: right? Where everyone just exists here. Obviously, they would go and do that anyway. Then they were <laughs> like,
0: no, never mind. There actually is an uh, there is an Owlman who is a friend of Ultraman, and he's I mean not friends, but you know like a like a. Combatant with Ultraman and all those they, other They never counter. called
1: Thomas Wayne Jr. Owlman either, even though I totally called him Owlman in my review because that's what he is. I He's called Owlman. him Owlman
0: immediately. And even says, like, I'm the, I'm like you in the mirror. And I'm like, yes, you're the, you're, you're the new 52 reboot version of Owlman.
1: Like, and, you, and Owlman was used so perfectly too in that story because he only comes in at the end. Yep. And like even if you thought Lincoln March was the bad guy, it's like, oh, but here's all this other stuff you didn't know about. Exactly. They do that. They also say, well, maybe he was actually being more manipulated than the court by he knew – or more than he knew he was. And maybe he turned against them and everything. It was just really well done and really a lot more deeper and complicated than you thought it was. And then other writers had to get their hands on him, and yeah. now, he's a, now he's a joke villain after after Robin Moore, uh, Owlman, Lincoln March is a joke now.
0: Which really sucks because – You know when the when the stakes were set, you know Lincoln March slash Owlman was. I think a, one of the best new Batman villains created in the last like five years. He, he was and they should have left well enough alone and they did leave
1: well enough alone for like years until the end of Eternal when he's like ha 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 I was the mystery villain here yeah. and I'm like well I called that because Scott Snyder used literally every other villain so yeah. <laughs> it had to have you.
0: Exactly. Um, I, I liked him better than Hush when he was like between the two characters that were first introduced. I know they've done a lot of great things. Paul Dini of course who can't be matched uh, did great things with Hush but when he was was first created by Jeff Loeb, I'm like, screw hush, he's stupid, this is lame. He,
1: he is kind of hush-esque and it is funny in eternal uh Owlman
0: Lincoln March is like, no 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 no, I manipulated Hush. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you can tell that's how you can take me seriously because I I'm manipulating the manipulator. Fine, whatever. Um, but that said uh, moving on from there we have what's the next uh, the next couple of things they were like we gotta we gotta clean the pallet we can't just like do another story arc and Even, people
1: forget about those like in between issues because they just jump from like issue to issue event to event yeah, but they, there was uh, there was stuff in between
0: oh yeah I mean like first of all we also uh, Snyder introduced us to – to James Tynion IV by working with him, by collaborating yes. with him on annuals yes. and other issues. Um, right, the annuals that retold
1: the origin story of Mr. Freeze and kind of made him a little less sympathetic by saying no, Nora never actually existed. He was never actually married to Nora. He never knew her. He was just a stalkerish nut job. Yeah,
0: I, I, I hate that interpretation of I, Mr. Freeze. I wasn't
1: crazy about it either, but it looks, it looks like they're going back on that for All-Star Batman Robin now.
0: Good fix-it.
1: Uh, and, and he was barely
0: a villain in the new 50s. Oh yeah! No, they never did movies. anything with him. The only the, the next time you see him is uh, is in Death of the Family when Batman defeats him in half a panel.
1: I think he was also a villain in like some Red Hood stories and some Birds of Prey stories. Probably. but I mean, really. Uh,
0: there's another cool story arc that I can't like. Not a story arc, but just a single issue, and that's the thing that like I was v- really really impressed with was Snyder's refusal to. Just work within the trade paperback format, yeah. And we're not just gonna make we're not just making books that you have to buy like that are gonna be sold at Barnes and Noble. These are gonna be stories like comics, like we like you remember. And I remember one of them was uh, Batman. uh, I think it was number twelve, which had Becky Cloonan on on art. Mm. Um, And that's the thing is that whenever anybody filled in for Capullo, it was never a disappointment despite yeah, the fact always worth it despite the fact that like capula was incredible oh, yeah. and will always and for me will be one of the top batman artists uh oh, yeah. it was whenever they were like we're gonna do a the, like we're gonna give greg a day off <laughs> Yeah, Let's uh, some. but they would get somebody like Becky Cloonan, or they'd get somebody like Jock, and it oh, would yeah. just Jock blow your, frame. and it would just blow your fucking mind. Is, are, you, are you thinking
1: of the one I'm thinking of, where Batman was going after like that grave digging killer? Yes, and it was that was I, I think number, t- I
0: think that was 34, and I re- think I remember the yeah. issue because I couldn't hype it up enough. It was a
1: really well done issue. That is,
0: for me, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again because it's worth repeating. If you haven't already read it, let me see if I can pull it up because it's so great. It was, it was Snyder tapping back on into his horror roots by telling that hey, it doesn't
1: always have to be a colorful superhero. No, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it can just be like a weird serial killer. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. It was Batman number thirty four. It was, it was drawn by Jock, and it was a done in one. Yes, it was. It is a time is, when we weren't getting many. Oh, no. And for me, that is in unquestionably... A, I, oh, crap, that's right. Somebody in the chat just reminded me that Jerry Duggan helped write that issue. Oh, yeah, he the did it. Man, Duggan's,
1: Duggan's cool. I like Duggan.
0: And that is, for me, a perfect comic book. If you ever want to see yeah. a perfect single-issue Batman story, that's you, need, you, no, you like. need to go no further than Batman number 34 from this run. Unbelievable. I love,
1: I love the speech the, the killer, killer gave at the end of that, that too, because I thought it was so beautifully... So beautifully Snyder's writing, where he's like, "No, I, I don't want to be known. I don't want to have a name yeah. or a costume. I just want to kill in silence and in darkness forever."
0: Yep. And he's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick you in Joker cell." How that was amazing. Cool. It's like,
1: he's like, "Look, you don't want to be a, or you don't want to be a nobody. Well, guess what? I'm gonna throw you in the most famous cell ever. How's that
0: do you?" That's that's right. Um. So then we had, uh, then we, I think we jumped right into Death of the Family. Yep. And was I so big CNN talked about it. About yeah. It.
1: I think the most popular videos I ever did when I was starting out was my reviews of those. Those were the ones that really got me noticed.
0: Yeah. Uh, That was, man, such a great freaking book, Uh, or such a great start for me. Um, Right. I I know you've had your own issues with that when you weren't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about it, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the beginning which, which you know what we, we're buttering up snyder and we're filleting him too i will
1: say an issue that he has and this is true across the board he got better with it but his penultimate issues were always better than his final issues he's very like game of thrones in that regard like he like he blew his wad in the second to last one
0: yeah exactly uh Actually, uh, I should point out that actually Matteo Scalera drew the issue that we were talking uh, about. Either way, it was beautiful. But Jock has also done fill-in issues as well, and they're amazing. Jock I... did
1: the one that ended up being important to the whole Mr. Bloom storyline, where you basically got the background of that character. Right,
0: after... Well, let's get into Mr. Bloom in a minute. But, like, uh, the... Okay, so, pulling those up again. Yeah, the Death of the Family, I think, started out so strong. And for me, just it, it, I don't even think it could live up to its own hype, because it was so strong. Bat- and, and for me, the, the way in which Death of the Family started, it made me think, it made me Im- immediately, because it's funny, uh, you pick up Court of Owls, you're like, holy crap, New 52, I'm in, I'm, I'm sold, moving on. Death of the Family made me regret New 52 immediately. Did you know? Uh, because death of the family works. Within the confines of the Batman legacy, it only works if you have yeah, years of long history. Yeah. And Snyder is clever enough to acknowledge the years of history, even when he's working within a world that Batman's only been in, act- in, in activity for five years. Let's, Let's face, face it, it Green Lantern, Lantern and Batman,
1: Batman didn't, didn't really reboot, reboot because they always consistently made money, so, so they, got they got to say more or less unchanged, or unchanged even they when they said more we've more only been active for five years.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, but yeah. Oh, oh no, no. All those epic stories you remember happened—they just happened in a five-year window. Yeah, and they just happened, happened in like five years. Yeah,
0: they just happened like a week after each other.
1: <laughs> like so, so, like Nightfall and all this other stuff just happened weeks apart. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like no, you can't. No, it, it only works if Batman is is ha, has been working for so long. But in any case, it was. When if you if you turn off your brain that cares about continuity or the one that makes you think, well, how does it fit into the New Fifty Two? Like if you forget about that, it's really cool and it it, it builds and builds and builds. Yeah. And oh, Chad just reminded me too how much I loved the Gail
1: Simone tie into that book with Batgirl facing this new Joker.
0: Ah, such a great idea to get Gail Simone to do a tie in for that because like Gail Simone knows how to acknowledge the Batgirl history. Mm-hmm. She has a great respect for the Barbara Gordon character. Oh, yeah. And, well, I, was, uh, I was gonna say
1: I would say it was in that story. All the tie-ins to that were good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I, those are the ones where I actually went back and I was like, I looked through them. I'm like, oh, okay, this is
1: pretty cool. Well, well except for Red Hood and the Outlaws and Teen Titans because Lobdell wrote those and those are never
0: good. But nope, hey, you, you avoid know. those. But uh, they, they
1: can't all be perfect. I I really liked the Batgirl one. Because it was like Joker doing like this perverse wedding setup, where it's oh. like he, he kidnapped uh, Barbara Gordon's mother Ugh. and made like this whole church thing. It was really disgusting and really hard to read, but really awesome at the same time.
0: That's actually the cover everyone always thinks of when they think of Death of the Family, and it's funny because it's from like a tie-in book. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's from a tie-in book, but um, it's a great cover.
0: But Death of the Family, it's a perfect length. It's a perfect uh kind of reimagining of the Joker character while paying respects to the previous version. I, I like
1: it too that you know, obviously we were at a height like Heath Ledger when that book came out, and Snyder's like, oh no no, you, you think that's crazy, you think that's dark and twisted, he ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Uh
0: I I've I've been on record saying that I really did not like the like the, the face removal aspect of the Joker's character. Um and I still say that like the beginning of that, like when he faces the Dollmaker and it's like, why did he do that? and Like, it was kind of stupid. Snyder made it make sense in a world of crazy with a lunatic character like that. Um, But. Did you need it? I don't know. I, I, I understand that the motivation for Joker is like, no, I did it to shock you. I did it to to show you there's something wrong with how things are going. I'm literally being a bad Andrew Dice
1: Clay shock jock comedian. Look at me.
0: Exactly. Uh, but, I'm trying to get cheap laughs. Yeah, he's trying to get cheap laughs by doing something perverse and bizarre. And it's like, right on. That, that makes sense. I get that. Like, I'm I'm on board for that. Um, for me, one of my favorite Parts. I mean, like, there's so much that's so great, but Snyder and Capullo then do this really fun two-parter, which has Clayface as the bad
1: guy. That's right. Clearly, clearly, Snyder and company have a love for Clayface because Clayface is going to be coming back in the new Detective Comics. Yeah, uh,
0: and I'm so happy to hear that because Clayface is such an underutilized villain. It really that is. If done well, I mean, and uh, I, I always point to this, but like, look at the animated series. Every pre-season 4 episode of the of, of Clayface is perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, but that said, uh, this two-parter is so fun. It's just, Bruce Wayne, murderer? And, like, we've seen that story before,
1: but this that, is like that, a, that was during the WTF uh, month that they had going on. Yeah,
0: like, who'd have thought that? And it's like, it's funny because if you're an old-school Batman fan, you see Bruce Wayne holding a gun, like, pointing it at Commissioner Gordon, you're like, oh, well, obviously it's Clayface. And... But they play with that convention and make it work. Make it play to your expectations. It makes you go like, I've seen this before, but you're glad you did. Like, you're glad you were there. Uh, And and that that, that made me really, really satisfied. I was also like, thank God we didn't do, like, a four-parter. Like another trade paperback selling issue, I'm sure it drove them nuts. Like I don't know where the hell Batman uh, numbers 19 and 20 fit in with all these trade paperbacks. Yeah, really. But uh, but hopefully they're somewhere because they're worth reading. And if you haven't already, you should pick them up because they're they were they're, fun. They they were totally fun and fun. like
1: you said, they were palate cleansers. And I think too, before we move on, another Scott Snyder invention that I'm sure we have to mention is of course. Um, Harper Row. Harper Row was invented. She was there literally since issue one in yeah. the background, and clearly he was thinking about this character, and her arc finally paid off at the end of Batman and Robin Eternal when she decides, you know what? I, I don't need to be a hero right now. I'm, I'm going to go to school.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, and what a realistic portrayal of a character. Yeah. Um. And it's funny because you're like, yeah, when you start – I mean, it's – Okay. Let's let's really quick talk about Death of the Family for a second because I've talked about it before under episode of back issues and I really reamed into it. But over time, you know, you look back, you think about it. Um, what was Snyder trying to say with Death of the Family? through the Joker uh, because there are a lot of people who love the bat family. They love the fact yeah. that there's like, there's a, there were five Robins. They love the fact that there's like the, you know, he works with Huntress or Catwoman or, you know, the justice league. or there, there's so many, there's a huge bat network, Oracle, Batgirl, Batwoman, uh, sometimes, sometimes like, but everyone talent, works,
1: sometimes talent, bat, sometimes. Bat- bat- Inc. sometimes night,
0: night wing, uh, you know, red hood. There's bat a, there, sometimes. There's, yeah, exactly. There's a huge network of bat, family members and there are some folks that love the the rich huge team of bat characters and there's some who just want things to go back to basics it's true we're back like where batman just works by himself and to which i
1: say to those people that glory day that you're remembering where batman worked alone that was literally the first year and never again after that yeah
0: well i mean like they it's cool actually uh after they killed jason todd batman went into a dark place where he only worked alone and he refused. And occasionally he would work with Nightwing because, like, Nightwing's like, you are unhinged and you need help. And that was a really cool time to be reading Batman because Batman was unhinged and he was taking risks and he was, like, just miserable and angry and bitter. And in the culture, outside the comics, you know, everybody associates Batman with being a loner. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, it's funny, I remember, like, uh, even in the Hush story arc, which of course isn't Snyder and Computer, but let's talk about that for a second, Catwoman makes a comment where she's like, you claim to be a loner, but you have a lot of strings.
1: Yeah, you got a real network going on.
0: And I'm like, that's fair. Like, that's a, that's a fair point to bring up. And I was wondering if Snyder was saying, like, you know, with Death of the Family, you know, he promised with the title itself a death to the Batman family. Right. Not a single member of the family dies. No one quits. No one stops being those characters. No, like We don't even have a metaphorical death. But what we do have is the the collapsing of that network for, for about bit. an issue or two. Yeah, really. And I don't know if that was just like, Snyder didn't have enough editorial pull to say like no one used the Bat family in conjunction with Bruce Wayne for a while. But for whatever reason... It didn't. It didn't stick, and the death of the family turned into more like a distrusting of the family, or yeah, it was, a shattering a of trust, term. which they, is they like, were a
1: little distrustful for a minute.
0: Yeah, but uh, maybe Snyder was trying to say, you know, though, like you, you might think you want a death to the family you really don't you you don't and we're past that point now like you never will get that
1: well hilariously if you remember like a week after death of the family ended it was the death of damien yeah they killed damien
0: and everyone had to come back to be like i'm sorry to have an issue
1: to be sad about damien yep crazy uh which which (laughs) makes me wonder did like dc flip a coin on that it's like okay we're going with grant we're going with scott okay grant wins
0: yep grant always wins uh, I would love to know how that went on behind the scenes. Where Grant's like, no. no you can't <laughs> kill anyone in the Bat family. You can't kill
1: anyone in the Bat family. I'm do, I'm, I'm killing Damien. Only I can week. kill
0: Damien. I created him to kill him. I'm, I'm going to kill him and then Peter Tomasi will bring him back. <laughs> they did a great story. Uh, Snyder and Capila did that like... Issue 18, where uh, R for Requiem, yeah, with Harper Row. Interestingly R. 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 enough, when Batman, Batman is acting angry and has a death, which he's acting like the Frank Miller Batman. Batman. he's acting like the the Jim Aparo Batman, like the the the. It's it's an amazing return, but for me, I was like, was Snyder trying to say that maybe Batman is cooler and better without the family, or was he saying that you only think that? And yeah, it, it, it's it's great when comics do that when they deliberately. Like, subvert your expectations and go, like, hey, like, think about this. Like, think about the title. It's not, like, the title isn't just, like, Batman versus Clayface. Like, it's a story that, like, matters and the the title is important. Even if the title is Batman, there's a subtitle in there that hopefully echoes the point or the theme or some kind of larger-than-life concept that the book is trying to portray.
1: Speaking of those Death of Damien uh, tie the chat just reminded me there. Remember the Peter Tomasi one that was completely silent?
0: Yes. That I love good. I love silent issues. I think they're mostly a gimmick, but I love to see when, like, I love when they work. When they're done right, when, when no words are necessary. Yeah. And uh, Batman has such a rich, like, rogues gallery slash family that... It's, there's so much color and beauty and like acrobatics that like you can you can do a, a you can do several silent issues without really yeah. much of a problem. Oh, yeah. um, then we get into Zero Year. Zero Year is, I think Snyder has said on record that it's one of his it's the one he's the most proud of. Uh, the most amount of work and the most amount of balls were required to because make it because how
1: work. often do you get a chance to retell Batman's origin story especially when no one else really got a zero year thing to retell characters?
0: No, origins. and yeah and and the court of public opinion kind of responded to a lot of people's like attempts to retcon. Even Grant Morrison himself yeah. when with his action comics when people were like no that's kind of stupid. We don't like this. Uh, zero year Let's let's talk about the good cuz I you know what if you want to know what I think about Zero Year go watch our episode of Backishes on Zero Year. You went very deep into it. I think the I think it would have been a perfect 10
1: out of 10 if they had ended it after that Red Hood one. Not oh, to say man. I don't like the Riddler stuff that follows it, but there was such a good punch at the end of that Red Hood one. It's like you couldn't top yourself at that point.
0: I like I think it should have ended with uh with Doctor Death. Like Mm, that 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 bone character that I guess they used in the Mr. Bloom stuff, like Doctor Death, who was the original original supervillain, the first uh, villain Batman ever fought. First Batman supervillain. I was so excited by that. I loved the zero year costume. Like I loved the the,
1: nice callback.
0: The reimagining slash callback of Batman's like. And the evolution of that costume as well. They they changed the costume they over did. time. I, made I like really people cool. complained like about that. the purple gloves. and like, I'm like guys, he had purple gloves when he right, started. Right, but he only had them for a very little period of time. <laughs> and they really got rid of those fast. And no one ever used them again. But, like, we're in a weird time where, like, people are nostalgic for things that they re- still remember. So there's mm-hmm. really, like, nostalgia's dead. And, like, history is fluid. And so purple gloves can be made cool. To,
1: to, to bring to it back, back to that new issue 51 there's a great joke in there where they, they mentioned, mentioned that batman's costume looks to have a piece of purple on it now yeah like, hey, that's new you gotta
0: you, well the back of his the whole like interior of his cape is purple and there, he's like is it <laughs> <laughs> is it riddler come closer and see yeah great um i will say i gotta say Zero Year is one of the best Riddler stories I've read. It is because Riddler
1: is Scott Snyder's, Snyder's favorite villain, and this was his big Riddler piece.
0: It's hard to write for the Riddler. Even if I've never written for the Riddler, I know it's hard to write for the Riddler. Even the Batman the Animated
1: Series people said they hate doing uh, Riddler stories because they always ended up too long, too complicated, and too weird. But
0: what's funny is they're always perfect. Yeah. Um, There's so if you're, if you're much to you're so good, smart, why aren't you rich? That, this is his first appearance, and perfect. Uh, The Riddler's Reform is one of my ones as well. One of the the best endings at the end end of Riddler's Reform. Oh my god. That is perfect. Uh, Very hush-esque in a way. Yes. uh, There's a great Batman Adventures which is the comic book version of the uh, of the Batman animated series book. Dan Dan Slott wrote about it. Yes, he did. Um, I believe he did. Uh, And they did a Riddler story in which it's very similar to the riddler's reform um, but basically riddler decides like i'm going to do one last like hurrah and one a last heist and am out of the business right well it, it's it, it's like if i don't stump batman i'm 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 not sure what i'm going to do I'm. I'm a quit. <laughs> yeah, or kill myself or whatever. Yeah, I'll um, Craven the Hunter.
1: This exactly, is, this is Riddler's last. Hunt. I, would
0: fi- I would. I would. That'd be okay. I love that moment because, and it was genuine. Like the Riddler stuff from the cartoon show and Riddler in Zero Year are better than like fake, crappy. Like this is like like in Hush, Riddler's. Inclusion and hush for me. Like people were like, "This is the biggest moment in Riddler's history," and it's like probably, but it's not earned because mm-hmm. it was just a Deus Ex Machina, like where you're like, "Oh, and by the way, Riddler was in charge of everything, and he had like a brain, and he had a tumor, like just oh, like the everybody whole, the whole time you didn't know." But uh, that ep- that issue of Batman's amazing because at the end of it, like he stumped Batman, and Batman eventually defeats him. Like he shows up, and he's like, "How did you figure it out?" And Batman's like, "I didn't. I guessed." <laughs> and Riddler is just like, that means that I won! And he just gives up. And he sings Happy Days Are Here Again throughout his... his- arraignment and trial and prosecution and arrest and like and yeah. incarceration and all the villains are like shut up and it's just perfect i'm like what a perfect depiction of that character
1: i love the depiction of arkham from the batman the animated series oh, where it's yes. like a summer camp for super villains <laughs> where they're all just bunking together yeah
0: they're friends they know each other they argue over what they're gonna watch
1: joker and poison ivy argue over t she's like i'm watching my guardian or gardening shows but i want to watch cartoons oh my god um
0: but getting back, no that-
1: Joker would be that guy who wants
0: to watch cartoons of course! Um, but that said, uh, Snyder hadn't done, or no one had done a, a Riddler story as epic and cool as the one that we got in Zero Year. It's Ironically, too, I think during his Detective Comics run,
1: Snyder also did a Riddler-esque story where he became like a private detective for a bit.
0: Yeah, I love the idea. I loved that idea. The idea of Riddler being like, ah, fuck it, maybe I'll try helping people for a change. And I like the idea that at the end he's like, nah, it's more fun to be a douche it's like you know what? in a post sherlock world a guy who's super
1: smart super psychotic and kind of a dickhead
0: probably would hate everybody like yeah uh
1: i'm surprised they haven't tried to launch another riddler solo just be like just make it like sherlock
0: yeah i would read that maybe depends on who wrote it
1: just make it like sherlock or make it like house where it's like yeah i'm I'm a d-bag but i'm also the smartest guy in the room so you have to like me
0: yeah but i do like that batman's just a little smarter
1: just a little bit smarter, always. Um, which
0: makes Riddler's character so much more rich just and fun. Eats
1: at him every day, knowing he's yep. just a little bit smarter. Some other cool stuff from that zero year. Uh, Lucius Fox and Gordon got plenty to do in that. They show. sure
0: did. They grew as characters. We got a great big background for them, and uh, it was just really, really cool to see Gordon kind of rising through the ranks. And being useful and cool, he has his own arc that uh, is they important do. and an integral and very like disconnected from Batman. Which they basically give him his own little year one inside year zero. Exactly. Um, you 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 can't help but compare it to year one because it is in many um, ways they, the, they even lift probably the most
1: iconic scene yes uh they do which, their own take on it but they lift it which i think is just awful
0: but uh yeah
1: i know i know that was your big sticking the,
0: point the wrote the the joker red hood gang the riddler um oh, crap like all of gordon's stuff with the dogs and the and the coat everything about that works uncle phil i
1: i like that batman i hate uncle phil but for a minute
0: i i don't like uncle phil you don't like uncle phil i like, like
1: i like this idea that batman did have family at one point but then obviously that went away later
0: i i no he <laughs> can't have family otherwise there's, there's 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 potential for happiness not even for a minute there well i always think that about guys
1: who are defined by tragedy like the punisher was like oh no i lost my wife and kids. There's like didn't have any aunts or uncles or anything else he could lean on. Yeah, which is funny because even
0: even in the one that like people do, that who cares if people don't like it? I liked it. The Tom Jane one. They're like no 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 they killed his oh, family. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons bit. They killed everybody. Yeah.
1: Now every it was a family reunion. Yeah, it was,
0: was a family reunion. They everybody. killed everybody. He literally his second cousin is dead. Like twice removed. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, uh, but then we got a quick palate cleanser in my favorite Batman's issue of all time, and then we go right into Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Endgame...
1: The big had... return of the Joker. The big return Although of the I, Joker. I, I like they wait to the end to be like, no, 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 it's a return of the Joker story.
0: Yes. Uh... It's funny because Joker is basically in all of those stories. Like, he's in the... He's not in Court of Owls, thank God. You you didn't see him, but he was, because there was
1: a great annual written by Marguerite Bennett in there somewhere, too. Yes. The first issue we ever got
0: to see her, where she basically tells a Joker story without really telling a Joker story. That's true. Uh, I also loved, by the way, there was a great moment for me where, like... Because Court of Owls is so cool, and it's a new villain, and it's, like, Batman in a desperate, like, forced ridiculous
1: place and it's In a it's, desperate cockfight as uh, ron burgundy would say right
0: and it's super cool and uh, and he barely makes it out alive and then joker's like hey i'm back and he's so upset he's like you i remember the line where he's like you couldn't even handle a, a nest of owls
1: you you couldn't even handle the eyes wide shut crew
0: and it's like that's cool like i like joker i like the joker feels he's elevated like joker knows that he's there, that he's everyone's favorite villain i'm and, the best <laughs> and he's just like you couldn't even handle these new guys who cares? like they were they're just rich assholes with masks like how could you lose to these people like obviously it's because you have like nine rob- And you call people all the time. You got two fucking alfred's now like come on you're getting too weighed down bro yeah um, let, let, let's go
1: back to the old times when it was just you and me yeah
0: that, i love that i was like yes but that's funny because then you're like uh, for me i was like yeah joker i agree let's fucking let's let's br- let's bring this back to basics um, <laughs> sal was on team joker i was on team part. joker uh, but <laughs> i uh, just imagine
1: sal with clown makeup what are we gonna do now Bob? yeah
0: what do we do now joker no i would never join the joker's team even if i believed in him because i'd be like nope he's gonna kill me i'll that's, die that's, that's always the rule. I remember when, uh,
1: the Arkham City games came out, everyone had their own gangs. It was like,
0: ooh, which gang would you join? Would
1: you join the Joker gang? The Two-Face gang? The Penguin gang? Yeah,
0: not Joker's gang, because he'll just kill us. Y-
1: you always join Penguin's gang, because at least you know he pays you on time, probably, and you get to wear a suit.
0: Exactly. Um, there's the air of legitimacy with the Penguin's gang. Absolutely. I mean, Two-Face is okay, but again, Two-Face, he got the promise, like, do I kill you today? Coin flip? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. Um... Endgame starts off in a great WTF moment, where he's like, let's do Tower of Babel plus New 52 Justice League. And just throw the Justice League as Batman, and Batman is forced to use his new contingencies against them. Uh, Really, really cool. And then, of course, the gut punch at the end of Part 2, where you're like, it's the Joker. And it's funny, too, that issue where it's like, oh, no, a Joker plague is going all throughout
1: Gotham. And then if you were reading Justice League at the same time, oh, no, an Amazo plague is going throughout the world. And I'm like, man, you guys really couldn't you couldn't have worked out these two stories, right? Two
0: plagues and two comics. Uh, No, we could not. <laughs> no, we refused to do that. We, re- we refused We couldn't play nice with each other. Yeah. That, that kills me every time.
1: It's, it's also a little Joker's last laugh, too, because everyone in the city is getting Jokerized. Yes.
0: Um, Endgame kicked off really well. Uh, really cool reveals, really cool moments. Um, I don't know if it lived up to the hype. Um, I think I know. We keep getting asked questions. You know, it's like, so,
1: so was the Joker immortal? So was the Joker like an immortal? Di- no, no, he was lo- not. Yeah,
0: in oh, in Endgame, no. In Endgame, he is not a god. He is a guy who had access to like proto Lazarus Pit bullshit, made up crap. That's the thing that I hate Dionysium. The most. I hate Dionysium. I hate the the, the golden. Stitch. The the healing the cloth, I hate the golden bat bot like information like thing. Just it makes me so frustrated when they literally have a built in machine that solves the problem. like, use continuity. It use felt very story. Grant Morrison y, didn't it? The, the 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 Batman robot like memories thing was for me the most Grant Morrisony. Uh but like Dionysium is just the, for me, it's the laziest thing you could possibly do. We found a new element. Yes! That's the, that's my one gripe about Iron Man 2, is that it's like, we didn't have an element, we
1: invented a new one. We invented a new element. Well, it's like, it, like the whole Bat-computer with the memories, the instant Batman, the, the easy-bake Batman robot. Yeah. You you can't say they didn't foreshadow that, because they
0: did. They just foreshadowed it in that terrible, terrible uh, Future's End book. Exactly! No, yeah, we, uh... The writing was on the wall there was nothing really like there was nothing really surprising about most about most of what we got that being said
1: you got to respect Snyder to being like oh i can reinvent any batman villain and make them cool i'm going to use crazy quilt to be the linchpin of my new." Store. that was
0: cool that was a cool moment i remember being like wow way to fucking reach into the toy chest um I- i've heard him joke about that in interviews where it's like yeah i think i want to
1: do crazy quilt yet yeah, next i just don't know what i'm gonna do with him maybe maybe his quilt is made of babies or something i don't know maybe that will yeah. make him scary.
0: That would that? Would you like that? People are like no. That's <laughs> obvious and lazy.
1: I, I think I'm, I'm quoting a, a Kevin Smith, Smith interview did he did. Like he was, was talking to him and saying like, "Yeah, I'll, say I'll, say I'll be at my kid's, kid's, kid's soccer game, and I'll be, be texting Greg. And like, so, Greg, so what, we're what do you think, now think now of a cloak made of babies, babies or Joker's face <laughs> he wears as a mask?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Good goal, son. Yeah. No. Then, well, then we then we kill Batman and replace him with Jim Gordon and get super heavy
1: which is a run that I thought never lived up to its full potential. No way. Looking back on it now, I think Tomasi had more fun with that in Detective Comics by turning that into basically a Gotham Central book wherein their commissioner is Batman.
0: Yeah, that's a cool idea. There's a lot of really, really cool ideas in Super Heavy that never quite either get off the ground or are allowed...
1: Or you feel they got cut off too soon. Like I like the idea of like, hey, let's have a Batman with checks and balances, let's have a corporate authority Batman. Yeah, yeah. That never really. Got that
0: to never. Ha- like he immediately is is butting heads with his with, with his the with powers his- corporation. Yeah. yeah. Well, I Just, kept thinking the powers corporation was going to be evil, and they created Mister yeah, Bloom. But no, no. We also thought that like Julia was the was Mister Bloom. Because, because it was because cause she had floral wallpaper and floral and a, shower curtains and, ta- and, 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 and uh, tattoos. floral tattoos and you're like okay here it comes and it never does and you're like okay it, it, it ended up being the least likely person which I guess is a good
1: mystery if it's the least likely person and they tie it into the uh, to the special uh, Azarello issue that they did
0: yes uh, that's really cool yeah that was uh, what was it issue forty four another thing we
1: haven't mentioned about the about snyder run and it's something that informs so much of his work he loves architecture
0: oh my god every every beginning of every story arc we get a little we get a little history lesson about like either the, the sewers of Gotham or the the towers of Gotham or the 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 architecture of Gotham or and he makes
1: it part of the city' where it's like you can tell a lot of a city about its architecture those who lived here those who built it
0: yep and it always parallels what the story is going to be about and it always, always. echoes what the store what, what what the what the central conflict's gonna be Um, i think the height of that has to be at the end of zero year when batman Batman, to bring power
1: back to the city to bring the city city back back to life he must join his own heartbeat with the city city to where where batman and the city beat as one. yeah a
0: little on the nose
1: a little little bit bit, but but i like cheese like
0: that, that i mean like i like it when it's i i like it when it's earned i i think by that point I would have liked it more if I wasn't grueling through Zero Year. Because Zero Year never stopped. No, it did. It went on for a long time. Zero Year lasted
1: a year. Like an actual real year reading it. And I
0: I get, like, here's the thing. Uh, We had already started in such a great new place and to, to go back, back felt a little like up. really yeah like we don't need to know what happened in the past like we don't need all that like we and if you want to do that do it as a supplement do it as a story arc with somebody else which yeah. is ironic for me because i think capulo's best work is in 0 year I think yeah, some of his best stuff is. Beautiful movie. book. When, when, when Batman,
1: Batman falls into the pit and there's the two lines there oh, to the throw down with two lines. That's an amazing
0: Or pit. when Batman tied all the bad guys together into his own makeshift bat signal. That's pretty good. Or, cool. cool. or when they recreate
1: the classic Detective Comics cover with him swinging on. Exactly.
0: In. No, Capullo crushes every issue of this book. Uh, with with reckless abandon and it's R- riddler
1: in the like uh oh, riddler. the astronomy place and all the riddler lights look so up.
0: cool like there's so he much never looked R- better yeah they're really cool like designs in there and so uh you know we go from super heavy into like the wrap up where batman returns and whatever uh and if you haven't already checked it out batman number 51 is on sale right now you can go to your comic book store or on comiXology uh, to go pick it up it's really really cool and really great um with that in mind so, what are your favorite moments from the from this from this run? I'm sad to see it go. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it's where it's headed with the new guard.
1: I think they ended it in a good place. This is a comic where I can say they never had a bad issue during the whole run, and it's hands down the most consistent from start to finish of anyone in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, man, pick Pick it. Picking a single uh, thing I liked, man. That's that's difficult. Oh no, um, I just mean
0: like moments and like like. What was your favorite arc? What was your favorite yeah, arc? I, I know. i
1: just trying to pick one. Man, I mean, I guess Court of Owls will always have a special place in my Easily. heart. Because, again, because that's where I started, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'll always feel a kinship with that story. That was the one that made me excited about the new 52 and being like, man, if all the other books could be as good as this.
0: Yeah. That was and- – Court of Owls gave me hope, and Death of the Family gave me, like, nostalgia, but also, like, hope that it mm-hmm. was going to be, like – a almost like a perfect marriage of nostalgia right. and newness. Actually, like, you know I thought of it. I thought new-stalgia. of it. Nostalgia. <laughs> it actually, it actually
1: is from uh, death of the family. I like that. Nostalgia. Thank you. Ha- ha- hashtag that. Put a hashtag. nostalgia. Hashtag Nostalgia. The bit I like, it's its the penultimate issue of Death of the Family, which, again, as I said, I think all of his penultimate issues were better than his finale. Oh, easily. Oh, no question. When, when Batman goes to Arkham Asylum and Joker has it all tricked out and all messed up, yeah. and there's, like, a flaming horse that comes oh running Oh,
0: my at God. Him. Yes. The moment where Batman goes to Arkham to face the Joker, and Joker has taken all of his rogues and thrown them at Batman, and Batman picks them all apart. To make, like, a sick tableau out of them, yeah. So perfect. Like, there's so much crazy cool shit. I feel like that really is, yeah, the penultimate issue of Death of the Family is so great. Until we get to the sequence where the family has their faces in in their, like, in front of them. Which
1: is a bit of a fake out. Well, it a, is.
0: That moment, I was like, no. I remember yeah. when they, when they lift off the face, I'm like,
1: no here's the thing someone leaked me a copy of that issue actually oh, when i was wow. reviewing it so i got to read it before anyone else And i can remember sitting alone at like midnight reading that part where i'm like no they didn't they couldn't possibly have done that and gone through the, their faces yeah and then i read to the end and what happened I'm like oh i want to talk about this with someone but i can't because i'm not technically <laughs> supposed to have the comic yeah
0: it it looks it, it was it was such an amazing moment where it all just builds to to to, to everything and,
1: and then they have a Sherlock Holmes moment. They have their Reichenbach Falls moment, where Joker falls over. Well, the that's edge. the
0: thing. They give you what they promised at the end of that. They start off and they're like, you know, what you want is Batman v Joker in like alone, and it ends with that. And I love that moment. I remember somebody was arguing with me on Twitter. They were like. They were like, yeah, but doesn't Batman, like, in, uh, in Justice League, doesn't Batman already know Joker's name? And I'm like, no. Supposedly. No, he doesn't. Oh, he's baking him out. Like, that moment where he's, where they're on the cliffside, and he's like, I figured you out long ago, and I know your real name, and here it is. And he whispers in his ear, and then he just, joy buzzes his mouth. I'm like, no, he doesn't know the name. He knows that Joker's afraid of that, and he won't, like, and, he, and he's pushing him.
1: The truth is so toxic to him. Yeah, rather I love fall that. over the edge than hear it.
0: I do love that. For me, I love that moment where uh, in Justice League by Jeff Johns, where Batman gets on the chair. All right, let's test it. Who killed my parents? Yep, that's right. Who's the Joker? Like, that was the second one. Like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I know it's cheating. I know that I shouldn't be using the Game Genie here, but please, I'm sick of it. Who is the Joker? Please. I'm never going to get... I know that someone is going to put me... is going to kick me off this fucking chair. I, I need like, to
1: know. I-, I like this idea that the Mobius chair is just the biggest Game Genie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> You're just playing with all
0: the cheats turned on. Exactly. I I, I think that's so funny. I'm just like, yes, how cool. And then, of course, they were like, yeah, and maybe he's like God or he's a God or he's He's like, he's Cthulhu. He is an old one. Like, no. And then they did that with Endgame where he's like, maybe I've been around forever. And that moment, I loved that image of the Joker during Endgame from the photo. That was a cool image. Like the old photo, where he's like, he's been there for like a hundred years, and you're like, no!
1: Yeah, I didn't believe that for a second, although Rob strongly believed that, remember he was like, tying that together with some stuff they said in Justice League, he's like, nah man, J- Joker's the god of laughter, man, it's gonna happen, you wait.
0: Oh yeah, nope.
1: It's gonna happen. <laughs> although, apparently in Rebirth, we are gonna learn his name.
0: Yeah, yippee. Uh, I mean, like, the fact is... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and like, they shouldn't make it his real name, but... They, they should before rebirth like do it all before rebirth so that when you do rebirth you can say like oh no that was just part of that one story uh, especially when he has so many fun
1: aliases like joseph kerr or jack napier even
0: yeah yeah
1: i like that wouldn't but, that be hilarious to make that movie canon and be like yeah his name's jack napier oh my god no <laughs> just to bring it back to batman 89 yeah um I like in Batman the Animated Series. They say Jack Napier once and then never again.
0: They sure do. They sure do. Early on, they're like, "Yeah, right. That's what it was." Wait, that was just the movie? Oh, oops, <laughs> whoops. I, I, I mean, we owe everything to that movie. It's true. The music, the the look, the the, the success, the people, yeah. the fact that people like wanted one in the first place. The neo
1: nineteen fifties.
0: Yes. Um, is there a single moment from the Snyder-Capillo run that is the coolest looking? What's your favorite Capulo drawn? Or, or, or let's just go with covers. What's your favorite Capillo cover? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Man, gonna hold my feet to the fire on this right? one. They were all so good. They yeah. were all so amazing. I, I gotta look at them right now. Yeah. Batman New 52 <laughs> covers. Yeah. I mean,
0: for me, geez. like, some of them, some of my favorite ones are actually the Zero Year covers because it's literally just the... Just it's Batman becoming Batman. It's just like putting on a glove or pouring the, the symbol or the, the cowl. I mean, that number one issue definitely looks like a
1: number one where he's fighting all the inmates and yep. they're all coming up after him. He's just like, no, no, get down there. No. Yeah,
0: get down. No, I got to. Yeah. um, Oh, man yeah that's a tr- that's a tough question even even while i'm thinking about it like uh
1: i mean the the one where he's in the maze and he's all broken and bloody and a talon is coming yeah at him, him turning like a, into like an
0: sloucher. owl yeah him transforming was, into an owl is pretty is it, it was one of my top favorites they, they love their
1: body horror uh the one from death of the family too when it's joker sitting at the computer and you're seeing him from behind mm-hmm. and he's got all these it looks like a jigsaw thing and he's wearing the joe's garage yes. coveralls and everything i love that was the look for joker now man coveralls i
0: remember that was, they, they were like, that's the new look. The look is Joker's going to have no face and he's going to be wearing a, like a jumpsuit. And I'm like, I, I kept waiting for the reveal because it said Joe's garage on the back. Yeah. I kept waiting for
1: that to mean something. Yeah. Like, oh, that was Joe Chill's garage. Right. That was like what his kids opened or yeah. something. No. No. <laughs> No, nothing. Yeah, I, I kept waiting. I'm like, no, man, Joe's garage. That's gonna mean something. That's gonna mean a thing. Yeah. Right.
0: The funny thing is, for me, uh, I I don't know what my favorite is, but I will say that they are very reminiscent of Spawn covers, like like mm. Batman number eleven, where he's flying out of like fire bats, and you're like, that's what? Cool. That's pretty cool. Um, what about your what is your favorite moment? Like moment What's the moment that made you go, holy fucking crap?
1: That's uh, that's not the Flaming Horse?
0: The, okay, yeah. like you can, you can pick the Flaming Horse if you want to. The,
1: the Flaming Horse is pretty amazing. Uh, again, the big reveal of uh, lincoln march and who he was and what that meant and everything yeah. i know that happened early on but that was a really hard one to top or or another good one uh just to keep it nice and recent and mm-hmm. keeping it uh v- very good with a recent movie that came out it's when he's fighting superman in midair Ugh. he's defeated everyone else just by the skin of his teeth mm-hmm. and he's fighting superman and he's like who wins when we fight nobody yeah that's pretty that's, cool that's an excellent line and i wish more people would know that it's like no batman and superman fighting shouldn't be a good thing when they fight no one
0: wins it's right i completely agree with that for me one of my favorite moments has to be it's it's they're almost the same moment and it's three of them and they're all from court of owls and it's when we got one of them where uh he has po- he has passed the point of exhaustion he's in the labyrinth and he's being he's being messed with by the by the talon and he says like did you know like that we were here blah blah blah. and he goes all i know is i am sick to death of owls (laughs) and he just blasts them through the wall Uh, there's that there's also of course uh batman in that crazy like Iron Forge armor and he just goes, Get the oh, hell hi. out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Yes. That's good. Uh I also really like the bit at the end of Court of Owls when he's talking to Dick because Dick, they kinda rewrote oh, yeah. his origin with Haley circus, and he says, You know, Dick, you may have thought I saved you from a horrible fate that night by taking you in and making you rob, yeah. but the truth is you saved me. Yeah. He's like, I love that.
0: like and even That's- Dick's like,
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> that's sweet i'll forgive you for backhanding me to knock my tooth out yeah
0: knocking my tooth out you could have just said there's a freaking tooth thing on your tooth can i have a look at it yeah no Um, you didn't have to backhand me uh there's a for me it's funny uh one of my least favorite moments and it's not even like a narrative thing it's just i hated alfred losing his hand but hey, we know what happened there, didn't we? We sure do. Um, but just th- when they keep referring, when they keep referring to it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um,
1: I-, I hate the I idea that Alfred started, started a child army after, after that, and, and they never, never went, went back, back to that. Yeah, what the
0: hell? Um, you would think Batman
1: would have words for that.
0: Uh, I guess uh, what is it? Uh, Duke is your favorite? Scott Snyder, Greg Capillo, Batman creation? I think new I creation.
1: Think- I think Harper Rowe had a better run. I think she had a better arc than Duke because Duke is still ongoing, is yeah. the thing. Duke is coming back for
0: action comics. We're not gonna be losing Duke. Anytime no, it's true. Soon. Yeah. Uh I think that I think the court of owls in general is my favorite creation. They're definitely gonna
1: maintain. Like they're the second they came, like, yep, these are new Batman villains. Yeah. Yeah, once they created
0: now. them, I'm like, oh, this is I'm like, I am watching History of the Making. Nice it's job, such nice They've
1: been so poorly served in stories not written by Scots, not <coughs> Robin War, and <laughs> also in the movie <coughs> Batman versus Robin. Oh my god. Yeah. They've just been butchered outside of the comics. It's
0: weird. It's weird what it's funny, like a lot of the new stuff that's being created. Like, no one's doing anything with uh with Dalford's daughter, and nobody's doing anything with Harper Rowe, really, nobody's really doing Gosh, anything. They wrote
1: her an end to her story, Julia. We don't know where Julia is. Julia,
0: Julia She's a, she actually cr- existed before. She was a character in the original batman arc
1: was well, she really they brought her back and
0: they, they they reinvented her but like yeah she used to exist as well but uh
1: is it julia who got most of her big character stuff done in batman and robin eternal where yeah she, uh, oh
0: i'm sorry are you talking about julia pennyworth
1: yeah yeah no never I'm mind talking. she
0: did not exist i'm talking about i thought julia was the name of the girlfriend oh that was jules jules yeah no she existed but no uh alfred's daughter did not exist <laughs> Right, right. I mean. um, but yeah, I don't like that character, the Alfred daughter per- character. I am, I am very much against that character. Yeah, we yeah, had that
1: conversation. You weren't nuts about her because you really. thought she it was, was just, just a, just another, another Alfred.
0: Yeah, else. I'm like, we don't need that. No, I'm like, for me, for a person who sympathizes with a Joker having a problem with there being like all these freaking like Robins and b- birds and members of the Bat Family, like, I, I I'm, I'm like and we're gonna add more we got we got a new out we got more alfred's too like come on Wait, right, she was a super spy in
1: her own right and she never wanted to put the costume on right
0: but she didn't need to exist is my point she was like she was an invention that someone had she was not like she really did exist and they like needed to do something with her
1: it's it's, it's nice, nice to know alfred has some family outside like batman somebody, somebody he can talk to about himself. stuff no I
0: mean, ba- no. Al- no alfred has no family the point is that alfred and batman are alone all they have is each other. That's the... No!
1: I, I like, like the, the idea that maybe Alfred can, can have tea with someone someday some some and, down and down be like, man, man freaking, freaking work's, 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 work's work. kicking my ass.
0: Yeah, he what. has tea with somebody named, like, uh, named Wayne. Like, <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. Like, he... <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, I don't think she ever appeared in a Snyder Capillo book, but what the hell ever happened with the Carrie Kelly D52
1: She was in the Tomasi stuff. She was also part of the WTF month is what they did. Yep. She showed up, hey, I was a tutor of Damien, and everyone just unanimously said, no, yeah. we refuse Carrie Kelly in this universe. Yeah. Don't make her canon, and then she just rode off, never to be seen again. Yeah.
0: So, uh, from there, you guys, that, that, that was kind of a retrospective on the Scott Snyder-Greg Capullo. Do you have any final thoughts you want to just kind of, like, espouse? Like, boy, this, is, this was a crazy run. Uh, you know, <laughs> what's your farewell to those two? it sure was
1: you know I mean that's the thing about comics is as much as we love it and as much as these runs are legendary and go on forever uh, you know, they'll always live in our hearts, they'll, they'll always be there, despite the fact that, you know, one day they may be retconned, referred to, redone, or whatever. They they will always be there in that form, should you want to read them and enjoy them. And it's not even like Scott Snyder's leaving Batman behind or anything, because he's going to be doing his own all-star Batman very soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was really expecting uh, Snyder to leave Batman and do, like, a whole bunch of indie stuff. Nope, <laughs> nope, no, he's got the Bat-bug. Yeah, I I, I mean, like, fair enough, but I'm I'm worried about it. I think it's going to be cool, but I'm worried about it. And the reason I'm worried about it is because Snyder's run is so hailed. It's so celebrated. It's so great. How do you follow that? Not only how do you follow it, but how do you follow it while it's also still going on you might Trying have a you might know, have yeah. a you might have a Conan O'Brien Jay Leno situation going on we're like people are like well I gotta get I gotta buy I gotta buy one of them and I'm either gonna buy like the main bat title or gonna buy Batman or uh, Scott Snyder's bat title do I
1: buy the guy I trust and know has a track record or do I take a chance on this new guy
0: yeah uh, I say take a chance because Vision is amazing
1: <laughs> I, keep, I keep hearing great things about Vision. I know I love Tom King's work on Grayson. In fact, now that him and Celia are off that book, it sucks they couldn't see that book to its conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I that think that book I'm... is considerably weaker without those two at the helm.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of Rebirth titles that I want to get. I think I might have to check out Snyder's All Star Batman in conjunction with Tom King's. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's they're going to be job too. We, yeah. we, we could we could we could write it off. <laughs> exactly. they're
1: like, no, nah, this was work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you have it, everybody. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo uh, changed the Bat game with Thank their uh, thunderous arrival on the Bat title. Uh, made a lot of us give a crap about this character after some really esoteric, weirdo stuff that people celebrated and loved as well. People loved Grant Morrison stuff. I remember when Grant Morrison jumped on top, jumped onto Batman. I'm like, cool, new writer. Everybody loves them. I'm gonna buy it. Picked it up. Uh, Damien was invented. I said goodbye and. <laughs>
1: Hey, there was good stuff after. Occasionally,
0: that. I would pop in and I'd be like, "Oh, you're talking about like mythology, and you're ma- like you're having characters say ridiculous things for the reasons that you believe in that have nothing to do with narrative structure or story or characterization." So fine, I'm not gonna read it. Goodbye. Uh, but Snyder and Capullo kind of like street leveled out Batman a little bit, made him a little less larger than life, made him a guy, made him a human being. Humanized yeah,
1: d- him, d- yeah. Definitely was returning him to to his roots in a way. After Grant Morrison was like, "No, he's 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 the eternal Batman." Is the thing he he's
0: everything to all people. Yeah, and like no, Grant, him. no, <laughs> he's a guy. He he traveled through time. I tell you. Yeah, you sure to you you did that. That doesn't mean it had like. Ugh. We'll talk about Grant Morrison in the future, but for now, let's just let's just lend it on a happy note. Of Snyder and Capula did some amazing shit, and like it or like it or, or or leave it, it was important. It was seminal. It was great, and it 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 meant a lot of things. You know, things to all people. Th- their Batman was was many things to many people. Yeah, uh, worked really really well, uh, and it will be it will be sorely missed, but. Um, you won't have to look far uh, to get a Snyder Batman book in the near no, future. i am you get your fix. But I am really sad to lose Capullo on Batman. and I know that yeah. he said that he's going to come back one day, but where is he going and what's he going to do?
1: Whatever it is, we'll be there.
0: Whatever it is, I'm going to check it out. I, I kind of want him to do just like solo batman books or solo bat-esque is, books I, I,
1: is he exclusive to dc I right don't now know.
0: that's a good question
1: i know snyder's it would be interested to see him jump over and be
0: like hey guys i'm drawing daredevil now oh my god i would read the crap out of a greg capullo daredevil book um, that would be pretty yeah i would also like to see, you know be funny if greg capullo's like you know what i'm gonna come back to spawn
1: yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be the th- be the conquering hero back at image.
0: Hello, I'm going to draw your ridiculous dead guy character cuz I think Al's back, so might as well
1: have uh have him jump over and be like, "No, I've decided my new thing now is I'm going to draw Savage Dragon." <laughs> just pick a just pick a random character. Yeah, I'm going to draw this now. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but you know he'd make a great-looking
0: Savage Dragon. <laughs> I'd love to see Greg Capullo draw the Max Oh yeah. That'd be cool. I'd love to see someone draw the Max who wasn't Sam Keith after issue 11. <laughs> Cuz Sam Keith was like, I'm going to draw like, you know, normal lo- normal looking cool things and it's just a really neat like you know, quasi esoteric but still pretty grounded book. And then he was like, "Okay, and now that you've got you, blah." And I'm like, "Oh I, my god!"
1: I know, uh, I know that new Moon Knight book already has its own art style thing it's going for, but oh. imagine Capullo on Moon Knight.
0: Capullo Moon Knight would be amazing. Um, c- just because you, you, I, I, I see a lot of great suggestions, but for me, he's got to have a cape. Yeah. He's got to have a cape, oh, and he's got to have access to tall buildings. Otherwise, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for watching this edition of the Elseworlds Exchange, and we'll see you guys next week with a whole new episode. Um, if you are just joining us or you are seeing this after the uh, the episode has gone live, let us know in the comment section down below your favorite uh, arc from the Snyder Capullo Batman run and why. We'd love your to know your opinion. Moment, yeah and uh yeah yeah you know what you know screw that your favorite moment from the snyder capillo run just favorite I bet
1: everyone's gonna have a different one favorite
0: holy crap mic drop moment from the whole story there was just, many there yeah was and plenty we forgot there's plenty we we haven't mentioned there's plenty that we have uh and there's plenty that don't necessarily involve owls so let us know in the comments section down below we'd love to hear your opinion and we'll see you guys next time in an all-new episode of the elseworld exchange i am sal i am joel thanks a lot for watching bye bye-bye